Welcome to the podcast, How to Be Well and Strong. I'm your host, Jacqueline Genova, and I'm excited to have you join me as I speak with some of the leading figures in the fields of wellness, integrative medicine, and mental health, as we discover what it truly means to be well and strong in both body and mind. Get ready to be empowered, inspired, and motivated about being an advocate for your own health. My guest today transformed himself from a shy teen into a bold entrepreneur and a source of inspiration. Through his viral YouTube videos, he has empowered millions worldwide with his uplifting messages, encouraging people every day to believe in themselves. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people, and Ed Milet called him the modern-day Napoleon Hill. At the age of 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist who raised $15 million. He wrote a book, speaks globally, and now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 3 million subscribers and 500 million views. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents, and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers you must know. Join me in this exclusive interview as I speak with Evan Carmichael. I used it as an opportunity for a mini personal coaching session for me, as Evan and I discussed topics including how to determine where to spend your focus, the morning routine that sets Evan up for success, and how to get yourself in a state of momentum and overcome self-doubt. Let's get into it. First of all, welcome to the show. I'm so honored and grateful to have you here. I really do appreciate your time. I feel like I know you just based on the conversations I've heard you have with other folks, as well as reading some of your books. Are you pretty used to that by now? Um, I guess. it's it's. I never thought it was weird. I don't know why. I mean... Um, my wife and I, when uh, when I started getting recognized, uh, people would come up on the street and say, hey, how you doing? How's Nina? How are the dogs? How's the... And insert whatever comment from a recent trip or something. And I, I don't know. I just went with it. Nina, Nina was like, isn't that weird that people are... I don't know. I just... I, I haven't really had much of a filter or hide most things. So... As long as it's not, there's a few topics, I guess, or like my parents don't like being too public. And so we don't yeah. say too many things about that. But uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. I've never had any creepy like stalker or anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's fine. It's an honor um, that people would want to spend time. Uh, it would value my opinion or whatever I'm up to. And uh, I'm super pumped to be on your show here today. Thanks, Evan. No, I couldn't agree more. I know I had my first moment where someone recognized me when I was walking here in Greenville a few weeks ago, and I was I was beyond flattered that the person was just sharing my work, and I just consider it a new friend. I mean, that's quite honestly how I get most of my followers. I'll just go up to some random person on the street, and I'll be like, hi, I have a blog. Here's my card. You should check it out. So I, I truly do love that personal interaction. I'm sure at some point it gets, it gets too crazy. Um, you know, when I go out, I'll still wear... I mean, I wear this... This is what I wear. I've got 40 hoodies and three of them are not this. Uh, so this is what I wear around the house. This is where I, what I wear when I go out. And depending on where I'm at, I get stopped. But I get stopped more frequently because I'm wearing you know, the colors. I'm sure at some point when you get to you know, uh, whatever level, Kanye level or Taylor Swift or whatever, you just kind of want a normal life. Um, I remember there's a restaurant in New York, the Hunt and Fish Club, that I went to and they they uh, do these knife engravings that they put on the wall for their celebrity friends or whatever. So I was there and they made me a knife and they put up on the wall and they were just talking about how Bill Gates was there the week before or something. Um, but he never books under his real name. He has a fake name 
And I could just imagine like he's there and everybody wants to talk to him. And he like at some point, I guess you can't get work done. I'm not that famous yet, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still flattering. It's still fun. Uh, hasn't interrupted any of my uh, vacations or anything. So good. I'm glad you're in a good space. Good space. Well, Evan, let's get right into it. I'm I'm a big fan of your work and you speak a lot about momentum, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the title of one of your books that I recently just finished yesterday. And I know for myself that it's easier to sustain momentum once I'm in that state, but oftentimes it's the getting into that state, right, that poses somewhat of a challenge. So what are some simple steps that I could take to help put me in that flow state be it related to like health goal, a business goal, or even just life goals? The biggest thing usually is just environment and routines. As boring as that sounds, it's like, what do you do when you wake up? And who is in your ear? Like why I make my content, the channels, all the videos is for me. Because I want Elon Musk in my ear or Steve Jobs in my ear or whoever, Maya Angelou, you know, like I I want that in my ear every morning because we don't wake up, or at least for me, I don't wake up be like, I'm going to go change the world today, guys. This is going to be the greatest day of my life. We're going to go do... That's not how I ever, ever wake up. And so what makes a difference? Well, it's the habits and routines and what we force into our our ears. And so most people will wake up and just go to the bathroom and load their Instagram and start doom scrolling and um, like, what just happened in the past 25 minutes? As opposed to being intentional about how you want to wake up. So the most important part of my daily routine is what I call uh, my believe walk. And so... I get outside, even when I don't want to. I live in Toronto, Canada. It's snowy today. Like a <laughs> fresh dump of snow. It's cold. I'm looking outside. I don't want to go out in that mess slush everywhere. But it's like part of my morning routine. So I wake up and I try to get outside as soon as possible. And as I do my walk, I'm also listening to a video from my own channels, like some mentor, somebody I want to learn from. And Throughout the walk, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I got Warren Buffett telling me to do this. And I come home. It's like, let's go. We got to go do some work here. We're, you know, it's like how quickly things can change. And I think in that combination of the right headspace with the right content, plus outside, you know, daylight as much as I can get in uh, cold, snowy Toronto, fresh air, plus the, the, the movement and the action. So I'm not just kind of lying down in bed waiting to kind of get out of bed and start my day. That combination has a magical effect on me and yeah. uh, gets me set up to have a, a great day. Have you read this book? It's called The Miracle Morning. I know Hal. I had lunch with him in um, Austin. I don't read a ton. Um, he's great. I know the concept. I don't get most of my learning from reading. I get them. I'm a visual, so I get it more from videos. But um, yeah, I think he took like seven or 10 or whatever the most common things and smushed them together uh, into the morning practice. And it's worked for him and worked for tons of other people. I think the key thing with the morning routine is that you find the one that works for you. And um, you could try on somebody else's routine, whether it's Hal's or mine's or Oprah's or whoever. And it, it some of it may stick and some of it may not or how much you spend on different categories may stick or may not. Um, But the key thing is that you're waking up and doing something intentional. Even just that, most of the time we lose our intention. And especially as entrepreneurs, a lot of us have ADD. And it's like, no matter how great a day today is, like, oh my gosh, I'm crushing this podcast game. This is amazing. This is what I was born to do. And then you wake up tomorrow. It's like, huh, what am I doing today? Why did I do this in the first? It's like, you're kind of starting over from scratch every day. 
Uh, and so cool. Don't expect it to last a long time. Wake up every day and have something that sets you up. So for your listeners, if they love your show and the guests you bring on and the way you see the world, cool. Like how many episodes of your show do you have? 34. Let's go. 34. Evan, I'm still a newbie. I started last May. I literally just forced myself. I booked someone, bought myself a mic, didn't know anything about podcasting and just went for it. And here we are. The first step is the hardest. And and then it's easy to criticize yourself and judge yourself and look at it and say, oh my gosh, that sucked. I can't believe whatever. I asked that stupid question or I was... All of the things that we are usually our own worst critic where people looking back don't even notice the things that we notice. So um, true. But the most important thing is that you just keep going. You know, if you look at my YouTube journey, I show the numbers on my homepage of like year over year growth. I forget what it is. It's like five years in, I still only had a couple thousand subscribers. Um, after five years of making content, you know, most people look at that and say, oh, my failure, I should stop, I should quit. Like, it's not like you only tried it for five weeks, it was five years. But it just kept going. And I kept focusing on who I was serving instead of who I wasn't. And the fact that 50 people watch that video, I was like, 50 people watch that video. Those are 50 people, you know? Um, so the only thing I had going for me was I, I just kept doing it. You know, I was introverted, shy, afraid to ask for help, super critical, judgmental, couldn't watch my first 350 videos back without, like I couldn't watch it. First 350 videos, I, I couldn't even look at it. Um, and it took 700 public videos until I inspired myself where I looked at it, it's like, huh, like, that was I'm, pretty good. I lie, yeah, yeah, we're, you know what? Like, hmm, okay, not bad, Carmichael, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> 700 videos in, right? Uh, I just kept going. And that focus on who uh, I was serving instead of who I wasn't serving really, really helped me. So, I mean, 34 episodes in, I would have never done this. I would have, I would have not had the courage to ask people to be on my show. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so you're already way ahead of where I was when I got started. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think the thing with me, and I always, I share this with, you know, interviewees and my my followers obviously know, but my inspiration is my mom. So she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer back in 2018. And Well and Strong basically started as a platform for me to share all the research from an integrative standpoint that I was doing for her and all the complementary therapy she was doing. And I mean, God touched it and little by little, it just kind of grew. I built a community of doctors and then felt called to start a podcast last year because there was just so much I had to say. But I'm really passionate too about mental and emotional health and motivation and well-being. So that's why I'm, I'm super excited to have guests like yourself on. But going back to the ADD comment. So once I'm in that flow state, I often want to go full speed ahead, right? With every idea that comes into my mind. After that morning podcast, we're like, all right, let's go seize the day. But as the saying goes, Evan, it's like, if we're chasing two rabbits, we're not going to catch either one, right? So something I've been struggling with is trying to figure out where to focus my time when it comes to which ideas to pursue. So do you have a process that you found to be helpful when it comes to abiding by that 80-20 principle and really discerning where to place your focus? Yeah. Um, so when I'm in flow state, I try to stay there as, as much as I can for as long as I can. And I'll, I'll push other stuff to make that happen. Um, my challenge, this might not be prescriptive to others, is that it's it's I'm not always in flow state. It's always like, this is the thing that I have to do today. Oh my God. Right. And so I have my calendar and I, I find it helpful to do different things on different days. 
So every day of the week, I have a different theme. So uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. Thursday is my public face today. It's like I, I do. Uh, it's it, it, this is a challenge for me to get going in the morning because I'm introverted and shy and like I would stay and make content and research and stats and like it's I'd love that. Um, so I start the day with my community. I do community training. So it's like my light start. It's easy. They're family. I know them. It's always fun and training them on their YouTube channels, whatever. And then the whole day is podcasts and interviews. And so I'm going one into the next into the next. And, and so it's easy to maintain that energy. If anything, I gain it like you you're getting the Evan from the whole day of me doing other interviews and shows. And it's like, this is fun and comfortable. Honey. But Evan, at the beginning of the day, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do any of this. Stuff. <laughs> I'm glad I got you in the afternoon then. <laughs> That's why I always start with the light, like my training, because it's my family and it's it's easy. Um, yeah. So I have different days, different things. Um, so today, that's all I have to worry about is doing different shows and spreading the believe message and trying to help support people and their their shows and their channels. Some of them is for me and some of this just, I mean, I don't know why, I don't know how this all happened. And you probably reached out and um, my team is always like, why do you say yes to these people and not to these people? It's like, I don't know. I just, I like, there's something in the message that I like that it's much more vibe thing for me than anything else. So sometimes I give my team um, heart problems of trying to figure out like, what's he going to say yes to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are other moments where like, I, I get, I get an idea and like, wow, this would be really cool. And I just start working on it and I'm, and I'm willing to throw away, I'll throw away a whole day to work on this thing because that's where the magic actually gets created. And this might be not great advice for most people. I don't know, but it, it works for me. So if you look at my YouTube channel, one of the things that I've, I've been known for, I guess, is doing these rules for success for different people that we profile. That was never part of my plan. That came because a friend of mine, Mark Drager, made this blog post about Taylor Swift and Kanye West, about how Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at the years after the thing happened. I'm like, Mark, dude, like you might not like Kanye, but you could learn a lot from him. Like he and now he's gone extra crazy recently, but he, he went from being a, a producer to a rapper to an entrepreneur to billionaire. Like you might not like him, but you can like choose to learn from people who you don't like as opposed to just seeing the, the negative side. Cause there's lots of negative things you can find, but you can learn from him. And so I threw away my entire day to make a video about Kanye West and 10 lessons that you can learn from him. And I don't know what else I had scheduled on that day. I had other stuff planned. Like this was not just, Ooh, what am I going to do today? Uh, but I got so upset at my friend Mark that that's, that was the very first video that I made as a tribute to uh, somebody that I wanted to learn from. And as a result, people said, hey, can you do Dame Dash? Can you do Oprah? Can you do Jay-Z? Can you do? It's like, yeah, okay, let's go. And that became part of this thing that I now do. But it was a random one-off just to show it to my friend Mark Drager exercise that I was willing to throw away my like air quotes, throw away my entire day to do. I just don't judge myself for that being a right or a wrong decision. Like that one worked, but I've done other things that didn't work. Like, you know, uh, momentum uh, was great. Like I, I wrote that book in five days. I, I did not have time to write. I didn't, didn't have time to write the book. And I, I threw away other stuff to make this thing happen because I was in momentum. And the title was Momentum. So like, I can't write a book called Momentum and then take three years to write a book called Momentum. Um, so those are examples that work, but there's lots of other stuff that I did that didn't work or I, I wouldn't do again. Um, but I don't wake up most days super inspired by some idea that I need to go chase down today. And so that's why I have my calendar. And the calendar saves me on most days. 
but 20% of days I get inspired and I, I might throw some things away, even if it might upset somebody. Like if I had some crazy idea this morning on my walk, I might tell my assistant, like, Jenny, I need the whole day to work on something. And then she's writing to you, say, hey, sorry, we got to reschedule with Evan. And I, I feel like I can always make it up. Like I, I can find a way to make it up if I need to, because what I'm going to make today is going to be gold. Like this is going to be magic. And so I have to stay in this zone as much as possible. Yeah, it's truly about experimenting. I mean, even for me, I found that like I do these monthly self-care posts on my Well and Strong Instagram and they have garnered like so much engagement, Evan, to the point where my account grew by like 40% in one month just due to those illustrations. So it is, it's about experimenting and see what resonates with your audience. Um, Being a content creator, right? We're consistently creating content. And I've found that the way I've looked at things has changed and not necessarily for my benefit. So for example, if I'm in a beautiful setting or experiencing something wonderful, my first thought is often, how do I capture this for my audience? What piece of content can I create from it rather than just enjoying and being in the moment. Is that something you struggle with? And if so, or even if you don't, like what advice do you have for people like me out there who are content creators who, again, just struggle to maintain that sense of presence in everyday life? I don't know. I I just don't judge myself on these things. You know, so I just came back from two weeks in Texas and Mexico. And um, it was great because now I'm back to the snow. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so warm. And on, on my Instagram, for example, um, we do a morning post that's scheduled and an evening post that I'm sometimes posting just whatever's on my mind. And I told my team, hey, schedule the second post as well to take like an Evan clip and put it up because I'm going to be away for two weeks. I don't want to have to post anything. Uh, I'm just going to be on the trip and enjoy and and have fun you know, with my wife in Mexico and Dallas. Um, I ended up for the first week in Texas, I ended up having to reschedule all of those posts because I wanted to post something. And then for the second week, I said, okay, just cancel. I'll just post every day. I mean, I'm in a zone. I'm feeling it. I like posting. We're sharing. I'm sharing the stuff I'm looking at. So just cancel all the things that I told you to please schedule. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I just, I, w- I felt like sharing. Uh something always goes up. And so I think part of the trick of being a content creator is not having to be forced to have to make something. And so um, whether it's Christmas or break or I'm away or whatever, we'll get ahead on content so that there's always something going up. But in terms of the, like, do I share something personal or not? Or how do I enjoy the moment? I don't know. I just, when I, when I'm, when I feel like making content around it, I do. And that is part of the moment. Yeah. Uh, and when I just feel like being there with my wife and enjoying, then I am. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. Maybe that's weird. That seems to be the key. I think the thoughts we have about our thoughts is what actually creates the anxiety, right? In a very strange way. Um, but no, I, I love that. And Evan, if you could go back in time and do one thing differently in your journey in building your business, what would it be? So this is always a fun question or this kind of version of it because uh, one, I don't think backwards. Another like a, a weird thing about me is like, I'm not, it's, I'm just here with you. What am I doing next? I have no idea. What would I go back 20 years ago or whatever? Like, I don't, I don't live in the past at all. Um, and two, I'm grateful for where I'm at here now talking to you that I worry about the butterfly effect of like, oh, if I change that though, like, sure, I might be further ahead, but what if I'm 
dead or something, you know? <laughs> yep. I <laughs> so, hear you. So uh, I don't usually think about these things, but sometimes being on shows kind of like forces, oh, that's a weird way to think about things that don't naturally think that way. Um, you know, if you took me back to some critical moments in my life and I had the chance to do something different, uh, I don't know that I would be strong enough to not shake 19-year-old Evan and tell him like, do this, you know, like the most obvious one is we, we lost a $40 million deal when I was uh, 20. And I may not have gotten that deal, but if I did things a little differently, it's mostly because I was overthinking and, and trying to be a perfectionist and, you know, like I just was too slow. We'll talk about, like now I read a book about momentum is because I didn't have momentum and I was trying to be too perfect when I was a younger entrepreneur. I'm still a recovering perfectionist. And so um, if I went back to talk to 19-year-old Evan, who's like about to make this mistake, I probably would go and tell him. Uh, I don't know that I would have the courage to just sit there and watch him make this mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's probably what I would do is like tell myself to just believe in yourself more. Um, stop being a perfectionist. Get more momentum. And why I end up loving questions like this is because whatever advice you would give to younger you is still what you need today. You know, if you think about 85-year-old you coming to talk to you, it's the same message. 85-year-old Evan is telling today, Evan, the same thing, believe in yourself more. Go faster. You can do this. Um, and so then it becomes actually super practical that whatever message you would tell your younger self or wisdom, it's like you still need that just on a bigger scale for you today. Yeah, no, I love that. And I don't necessarily think even looking at my mistakes that I would have changed anything because we learn, right? We learn from experience. And I love the phrase fail forward. So every time there is something that I wish I may have done in a different manner, I say, okay, but this is going to make me a better person in this area, right? Just from that experience of failing that we may otherwise not have learned had we succeeded. So like, that's the story I tell myself. I just don't know if you put me in that spot and I could actually make the change. Like if you're back you in your it? body, yeah. Like if you go back yeah. and you are in your 19-year-old body and you have a chance to make, do you then knowingly do the incorrect, the the incorrect yeah. thing? I don't know. Back I don't know if I future. would. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I would. Like I, I, I would like to think I would have the courage to do it, but I don't know. If you put me in that spot, I don't know unless I'm actually there. Yeah. Well, I think you have a great way of looking at it given that we're not able to, at least at this point in time. But Evan, my last question for you, I do want to be conscious of your time, is what does being well and strong mean to you? I would say feeling like what you're doing matters every day. I think there's a lot of uh, content and a lot of great advice around health and uh, diet and exercise and all of this stuff, which is great. And I'm not the expert on that. But one of the things I found to be the most helpful for me is just feeling like what I do matters. When people ask me, like, how are you so optimistic or happy or um, energetic all the time? Like, well, at first, I'm not. Um, but second, it's like, it's not my diet. You know, I could eat Snickers every day and I would be 50 pounds heavier, but I'd still have energy. Like, it's, let's go. I'm ready to do this interview. Uh, it, why? Because I feel like the work that I do matters. And it, it might matter to the world or might matter to five people. But if you could actually connect the work you're doing to somebody else, like it's not just about you. Like you mentioned, you did this because of your mom as a starting point. And now all the people that you're able to help who are like you and like your mom is incredible. And like, and you're still getting started. 
Um, fast forward to episode 340 and holy cow, how many lives are you going to have touched and changed and people coming up and say like your episode number 48, like made a huge life changing moment for me. Like if you can actually feel that every day, that what you're doing is going to impact somebody else, like it's not enough to just to do it for yourself. You need to feel like you're contributing to somebody else in some way. And if you actually felt that, um, I think if you combine that with all the health and exercise and diet and all that, feeling like what you're doing matters, I think, um, well, that'd be my definition of well and strong. I love that. Purpose of life is a life of purpose, right, Evan? Well, who knows? Maybe I'll have you back on for episode 350. So I'm looking forward to it. You're at what? 34? 34. Episode 100. Okay. Let's do it. When you're getting close, message my team and we'll, uh, we'll do episode 100 celebration together. I'm excited. I'll start planning now. Cool. I love it. Thank you for your love and energy and um, can't wait to see you for round two. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to support the show, please subscribe, leave a rating and review and share it with others. Be sure to visit wellandstrong.com to access notes from the show and to stay current with new content. I'm so grateful you joined me. Be well and be strong. Be strong.